0: Welcome to Raised on D&D Podcast. Each month, Raised on D&D brings you inspirational interviews with tips and strategies to enrich your family's gaming experience. Your host for Raised on D&D has been a game master for 30 years and father to three gamers. Here is Nick Cartero.
1: My next guest is from Indianapolis, Indiana. She works in social media marketing for streams such as Unicorn Meeple and Stupid Puppy Games. But you know her best as one of the four lovely and funny hosts of Dames and Games. Please welcome Jade Dugue. Hi, Jade. Hi there. Jade, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: And I know that you are a board game enthusiast. And uh, we normally talk about role-playing games on uh, Raised on D&D. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, role-playing games and board games today, though, uh, as uh, changing it up a little bit. So, Jade, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your gaming history, how you started uh, playing tabletop?
0: Okay. Um, so I didn't have a lot of gaming when I was young. It um, wasn't my family's thing, unfortunately. Uh, strangely enough, though, my mom worked for a game preserve and she would bring home, uh, Dungeons and Dragons books and Magic the Gathering cards because she liked the artwork. And my mom was a really big artist at the time, really enjoyed painting and things like that. So she was drawing inspiration from these things. So they were always around, but I never really got involved with the gaming aspect. I just recognized the artwork. Um... As I got older, um, I collected magic cards with friends, but again, never picked up the game. It wasn't until I was on my, out on my own as an adult that my very first tabletop experience was Settlers of Catan. Um, We
1: love Settlers of Catan. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm sure everybody does. And uh, we actually got the Settlers of Catan for kids for our family. Um, But that was years and years ago. So uh, you sat down for the first time with Settlers of Catan. And and what happened next?
0: I can't say that I was in love with it. Uh, I do enjoy it, but I... uh... My boyfriend at the time was really good at strategy, and I just never won. And every time I would think I was gonna win, it, it, I didn't get there. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that loses its luster after a while. Like, you want to know that you can win, so right, uh, gaming kind of took a backseat for a while, and then, um, my daughter's dad was very into. Uh, magic the Gathering. And then I started going to competitions with him and watching that played and tried my hand at it. Uh, competition circuit isn't really my thing. People are a little too aggressive for me. <laughs> at least magic players and, and some of the ones that I played with. Some had no problems with like walking me through things and making sure since they knew you know I was new. And you get those hardcore magic players and that's get
1: a little thing get a little intense
0: yeah <laughs> so we played a lot of uh basic board games at home together to monopoly risk things like that um they didn't really get heavy into tabletop until um after he and I split up me and my best friend started playing a lot of games together because we were kind of going through the same thing and that was our how we got through our you know split ups and that's when i really kind of found my love for tabletop is playing games with him um there's it's funny because i i didn't realize this at the time there's a warhammer board game Mm -hmm. and it's actually designed by two guys that live nearby me Uh, um yeah and they're they're wonderful and they've got some really big like minis games out now I'm just I'm not a minis person but like that was my real like first experience with like a campaign style game and that was so much fun to me like building up these characters and you know I've always kind of had an interest in RPG um, but it wasn't until 2017 I was at Gen Con 50, and it was my first Gen Con. <laughs> so it was very overwhelming being at Gen Con 50, which sold out, and it was packed. And I was-
1: Wow. And, and I think Gen Con 50, if I'm not mistaken, cleared somewhere like 65,000 attendees. So yeah. I can only imagine how... Um, uh amazing it was
0: it, it was it was pretty neat and but it was very overwhelming for someone who that i mean that was literally my first real convention experience with gaming wow and i was i kind of jumped in the deep end <laughs> yes at this convention and I ran into them at Gen Con. They had this little corner with a bunch of seats and their mics set up. And, you know, I was like, hey, I know them and I'm really overwhelmed. I'm just going to go sit with them. Mm -hmm. And they, at conventions, were interviewing people. So they threw me on a mic. They were like, join us on this interview. And I was like, okay, guest interview spot. Great. I was, again, overwhelmed by that because I had no idea what I was doing. And a few weeks later, they reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, we also do um, RPGs for our uh, podcast, and we want to know if you'd like to join us. We really enjoyed, you know, interviewing with you, and I think they thought you know I would be a good addition." So that was my first real experience with RPG. Um, the so, very first-
1: so they wanted you to do. Um- to be on their podcast show where they actually play role-playing games and then broadcast them. Is that right? Yes. Uh, and what, what role-playing game were they using for that, uh, for their show?
0: The, the two that I was involved in, we did an older Marvel one. Um, I think it was like from the eighties. Uh huh. I, I couldn't tell you what it was called. Um, and then we did the Star Trek adventures. Uh, okay.
1: And I never got to play the the nineteen eighties Marvel uh, one, though many people I talk to say it's one of the best superhero role playing games uh, there is. But Star Trek Adventures we're very familiar with. Uh, me and my family love Star Trek Adventures.
0: I actually one of my co hosts on that podcast is one of the writers for that, so that was really wow.
1: Neat. No way. So they yeah. they had they had real um, real working experience with with the uh with the new system
0: yeah he did at least
1: (laughs) (laughs) and and so so jade are you are you a trekkie trekker
0: i grew up watching it um Uh i am familiar with it but i realized playing this doing that rpg with them how uh, minimal my knowledge really was i i (laughs) I was like oh yeah i love star trek i used to watch it with my dad all the time and then they're like naming planets and things like (laughs) that and i'm like oh (laughs) well okay so i i do love some star trek i just realized that i was not as much of a trekkie as i thought i was once i started playing this with them
1: (laughs) i always love playing with Uh, a mixed group of players when you're playing any kind of franchise game. I like people who are really big into the franchise and I like playing with people who have you know, maybe no knowledge of the franchise at all because they're really surprised at ordinary things and the expert is there to correct me Uh, well actually we can't go left on the enterprise in this corridor because it leads to this and I'm like oh oh, it does, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's that's almost exactly like they, they were talking about, no, 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 we're over in this quadrant of like, oh, oh, oh you like have working knowledge of the whole like <laughs> galaxy or <laughs> like, okay, like it's, it goes on and on.
1: That's uh, awesome. So how, how long was that campaign? How many sessions was that for you?
0: We, a year. Okay. Uh, we, we, I don't know that we finished the campaign. We kind of had some personal issues and kind of fell apart and never finished either of our campaigns okay um which is unfortunate but it was a lot of fun and it's definitely something like i don't have a i don't have any experience with like dungeons and dragons but that was you know they were fun things to kind of draw me into role-playing games
1: and that's and for RPGers, by the way, that's that's common. That happens to uh, home tables as far as well as professional uh, shows on, online, things like that. That you know, it it just uh, people move, they get different jobs, schedule changes. It's always something. So that's that's something we're real familiar with. You jumped right in, your first experience with tabletop role-playing games, or going right online, playing in campaigns over the internet. How about at home? Uh, have you, uh, you and Audrey, uh, your daughter, like, uh, like to play board games together? Have you guys tried any RPGs yet together?
0: Haven't tried any yet. Um, I actually was at PAX East just before this whole pandemic, and we were next to ninth level games and they have this adorable little paperback book for this rpg that is it's called the excellence and it is a role-playing game where you're playing a princess and all the princesses are in a they're all uh, in a band together so (laughs) they're rock and roll princesses and I'm really excited to try that out. She's got a bunch of little girls in the neighborhood she's friends with, and I, it was kind of my, like, oh, this is how I'm going to introduce this whole, like, future gamers <laughs> to these little girls. And, you know, maybe start out uh, gaming for them and then kind of letting one of them take over if they wanted. Um, that's so we be,
1: haven't uh, done it together yet. Well, with, with everybody locked down, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult. But that is going to be awesome. I mean, it, uh, ninth level gr- games are amazing. I love their Kobolds Ate My Baby um, from years ago. That was, a, <laughs> that was such a funny game, and we used to love it. And, um, and w- that was one that we didn't really play with the kids as much as we played with the grownups. But I was taking a look at – it's called The Excellence – Mhm. And uh yeah, it's got a real gem in the holograms feel, so I kind of like that about it. Um and also a little Steven Universe in there as well. So I, I think it I think it might be a lot of fun uh, for little girls and uh, anybody else who might want to try it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It it really just caught my attention because it really kind of screamed Audrey to me because she's she's both this like princess but she's also like a little bit rock and roll a little bit tomboy so like it all kind of like she's just this weird mix of everything um so i'm i'm excited like it really grabbed my attention you know as far as just the cover alone um and i can't think of her name but one of the two creators of it i actually have coming i backed her first solo kickstarter it's an rpg called Monster Mixtape, I think, Mm. and you're creating playlists in this RPG. So That
1: sounds really cool.
0: It's one I invested in for myself for some fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you guys play a lot of uh, tabletop board games. Um, What are some of the tabletop board games uh, you like to play with Audrey?
0: She is a big fan of. There's a card game called Princess Kitty, no Sparkle Kitty, Sparkle Kitty, Um, and it's it's a card game of casting magic spells. And what I really enjoy about it is you are a princess locked in a tower, and you're casting spells to save yourself.
1: Oh, that's neat.
0: Yeah, so she's a big fan of that one. She's actually gotten, she plays it so much. She now teaches other like she's even taught a group of, of adults how to play it. Um
1: Now, how how intense is it? Um is it uh is it are we talking Magic the Gathering level card game of competitiveness?
0: <laughs> no, it is it is little, <laughs> Think like Uno but like more fun.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Like it almost looks like, so there's a little spell book in the center and the cards almost look like Uno cards. They're colorful and they have symbols and a word and you're, you've got two stacks and you can change a spell word by either using the same color card or a same symbol. And you have to say that spell. And every time you empty your hand, you get to pull a card off of your tower and start a fresh hand until you've emptied all four cards off of your tower.
1: Okay. Okay. That sounds really cool.
0: So, yeah, it's a fun little, you know, simple filler game. She had a sleepover, and we taught the girls. Two of them liked it. One of them just wasn't interested in games. So, I know she's got at least two out here that are down to play some board games with her when we can.
1: (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Um, We're
0: also big fans of uh, Kodama, the Tree Spirits and Potion Explosion.
1: Okay, and uh, uh, for, for our listeners who aren't familiar, uh, what is the Tree Spirit uh, board game about?
0: It is this adorable, it's a card game, and you have a Kodama, uh, it's a little tree spirit, and each one of you has different Kodamas that you're trying to appease them, and you're growing a tree, and you, you gain points by connecting branches with similar objects on them and things like that what i like the most about that game is it has a variable where you have um, sprout kodama so it simplifies it a little bit for new players or young players so it brings you together where you're kind of playing each on your own level but it doesn't feel like there's any sort of speed bump in it so they just have easier objectives while they're playing um So she can play with a sprout while the grownups play with the regular tree spirits or, you know, if she wants to play with her friends, there's enough sprouts to play around with just sprouts in it.
1: And does it have Uh, a gorgeous anime-like artwork to it?
0: Oh my gosh, it is the cutest. And that's actually (laughs) what attracted me to that game first uh, was I saw the the artwork and those little Kodamas are so cute. (laughs) I actually picked up Kodama. They actually have a 3D version of it now. Wow. Uh, I picked that up at PAX. We haven't cracked that one open yet, but I'm really looking forward to that one.
1: Now, the 3D version, is that got like miniatures in it and everything?
0: There are little um, Kodama meeples. Mm-hmm. And then there's cardboard pieces where you, instead of building your tree on like the table with cards, you actually have tree branches that lock in. So you're building an actual three-dimensional cardboard tree. Wow,
1: that is neat. I wanted to ask you too, um, have you ever tried uh, Mice and Mystics or the new Dungeons and Dragons board games?
0: I have not. I've seen it, and it's definitely one I want to play, but I haven't had a chance to yet.
1: It's very adorable. It's got that red wall vibe to it. The children really enjoyed it. We watched the show Tabletop with Will Wheaton, and that's uh, how we got turned on to that board game. And, uh, and it's, got a little, it's got elements of RPGs in it as, as well, so it's kind of a nice in-between RPGs and Tabletop. And what was the other game you were telling us about?
0: Um we are our, our other one is Potion Explosion.
1: Potion Explosion. Tell us about that one.
0: So you have little like potion bottles in front of you and they have little spots for different colored um marbles and you have this thing that drops out marbles and you you're basically creating potions with those marbles. But you want to be able to pull like if you pull a marble out and two of the same color hit you can take those and so there's all kinds of different ways to pull additional marbles and as you complete those potions that potion now gives you a one-time effect there's I think there's like five or six different potions in there so one of them will let you repeat a draw or they'll let it little there's a couple of different like one-time effects you can use and you can save it or you can use it immediately um but I think we really like the the tactile feel of like the the marbles, you know, rolling yeah. down this tray, and
1: that that makes a very dynamic. Keeps the excitement uh, with all, all the uh, all the sounds and the motion, things like that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, you didn't really grow up with games in the house as, as far as you know them being more than artwork. Kind of skills or lessons, are you hoping that Audrey will take away from the tabletop and take into adulthood with her?
0: I think the, the biggest thing I want her to take away is kind of learning to take a loss um, and and being humble in it and really just more so looking at having a good time in whatever you're doing uh, I want her to have a healthy competitive nature and uh, you know learn how to strategize and and things like that but I think the biggest thing is just kind of taken away like it's okay to lose the game as long as you had fun doing it
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah that 's huge um my middle one especially uh he he 's very competitive and he has a he 's improved thanks to tabletop games um, with the whole taking the lose and taking it grac- uh, graciously but the problem um that we have is he 's still uh just this weekend he got up from the table he uh, we were playing a Star Wars RPG, and he had kind of got it in his mind that he was going to, you know, make the 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 kill shot, and he was going to drop the big baddie, and he <laughs> didn't. And then other people, stu- you know, were helping, but he didn't see it as helping. He saw it as, saw it as like a kill stealing, like he was playing a video game. Ah, uh, yeah and he got up from the table he got upset and he got up from the table and we've gone from we've gone from getting up from the table and just being done to getting up from the table on a rare occasion and saying to him hey man take a breather count to 10 go yell in your pillow and get back by the time it's your turn and we've seen that improvement and that improvements only come from Uh, getting those disappointments at the game table.
0: Right. And I I think the the other big thing is learning to follow instructions. Yes. That That is a struggle right now. She's in the third grade and she will try to barrel through her homework and not read the instructions and then get frustrated. So I think board games... And even RPGs are a really good way to help them have fun in learning how important it is to follow the instructions.
1: Mm-hmm. Audrey has her own show, right? Uh, yes. Unicorn Meeple is her show. Is that right? Yes. And what what is her show mostly about?
0: Her show is going to mostly be about unboxing games and like the components. Um, we want to kind of dive into at some point her giving just kind of a hot take on how easy it was for her to learn kind of you know these are games that I would recommend for your family as intro games for kids just kind of inviting more kids to play games and building that new generation of gamers
1: I think that's fantastic and I think also that when they see a recommendation from a child that says, hey, I, I played this, I enjoyed it, and it was easy for me to learn, they're more apt to, to, to say, hey, I'd like to try that. And I know from my own experience with mine, when they watch things on YouTube and online, they'll come to me and they'll say, I heard about this great game and we wanna try it. And that's a lot of, a lot of ways that our game collection has grown. Yeah. Now your own show, Dames and Games, that's coming back for another season. Can you tell us a little about, a little bit about Dames and Games, what, what the show's about, and what you guys are gonna be doing moving forward?
0: So the main basis of it is just kind of the four of us chatting about games, gaming industry, hot topics in gaming. Um, the three other girls that I record with are Tricia Sidney. She works for Indie Boards and Cards. Then we've got Cassandra Whitiver, Jillian Schmidt and we've kind of all got different roles within the industry. Um, So just kind of a a roundtable kind of situation, but we're also exploring the idea of adding in streaming us playing an RPG of some sort. We're still kind of kicking around the idea because we're in four different states, so you know we don't have, I don't have a lot of people around me that I can game with. All of my gaming friends are spread out across the country and An RPG is a really great way to game with each other without having to all have a a certain board game in front of us or be in the same place. Absolutely. Uh,
1: I've been a big fan of Roll20 for years and I've uh, ran games on there. Last week, because uh, because of the lockdown, um, I actually ran a game for my brother in Seattle, cousin in Massachusetts, and one of our gaming buddies in Pennsylvania. Um, but I, I've I've run RPGs for uh, one table had uh, a member in New Zealand, one in France, one in Germany, one in Wisconsin, one in South Carolina, and, and me here in Florida. Oh, so wow. uh, so doing that online is. It's it's different than sitting around the table, obviously, but at the same time, I've been able to game with people that I never would have been able to game with any other way, except maybe going to an international convention like Gen Con. So right. that that's great that you guys are 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 thinking about doing that. Yeah, it's definitely going to take some some logistics to work out the schedule to do it, but the tabletop role playing that's definitely the way to go. You can have a virtual tabletop. And uh, online dice rollers, things like that. I would imagine if you guys wanted to try and do a board game, you'd all have to have like a copy of the board game. But a lot of our listeners don't realize we're not talking about you know five dollar Monopoly here. We're talking about sixty, eighty dollar games that are the fresh new board games, right?
0: Right. Yeah. You. There, it would just be so difficult to orchestrate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found that. Um, some roll and rights work okay because you just have to have the dice and the pads of paper, so we can compete with that if we both, or you know, any number of us own it. Like we, Cassandra and I, have played Second Chance together. I don't know if you've ever played that, but
1: no, I'm I'm not familiar with that one. What's Second Chance?
0: Second Chance is by Stronghold Games. It is basically Tetris on cards. <laughs> Ooh. So you have this little pad of paper that's a grid and you get one starting shape and everybody draws that and you can play it solo also. Um, you start with that shape. you can draw it at any you know direction you want. It just there's a dot in the center of the grid. That box has to be in your starting shape. And then after that you play two cards. And you pick one of those two cards, you draw it connecting to your first shape and so on um, until you run out of space. Now where the second chance comes in, if you can't draw one of the two cards on the board, there you get one extra shape just for you. If you can draw that shape, you can keep going. If you can't, you're out. And it scores based on how many squares you have filled in.
1: Oh, okay, so you are you you aren't trying to run out of stuff as much as you are trying to fill up the board yeah. um, and get the most pieces down.
0: Yeah, so over video, you can play the you know the, those two cards in front of you know the camera and everybody draw it if you have the pad of paper in front of you. Um, but like I said, you can solo it, and one of my favorite things about this game, I work in a nursing home. And right now they're dealing with this lockdown. It's been really hard on a lot of them because they're pretty much confined to their rooms to avoid, you know. Thankfully, we haven't had any cases of this virus in our nursing home. But oh,
1: thank goodness.
0: we've kept it really like they locked down quickly and, and just have kind of progressively gotten stricter on their rules right now. So I kind of took it upon myself to try to work out getting solo games and second chance has been my favorite one to, you know, bring into them because like, it's so easy and it's, it's coloring at the same time as it's, you know, got a small footprint. And I actually have like six titles total. I've received like 60 games from people in the board game community, which is, huge and i like that's what i love about gamers
1: <laughs> that is phenomenal and so it's been helping the seniors stay busy exercise their minds um and second chance it's colorful and and it's almost almost has a puzzle element to it as well right
0: yep mhm
1: great and that and that's right along with um with activities that they're used to and that that's terrific um, and then the board game community—they—they they got behind you and they—they they donated games so that the so that the seniors would have variety to choose from.
0: It is never too late to convert somebody into a gamer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, it's for all ages.
0: I have a woman who's 101, and she's one of my next people. I'm teaching a game, and she's so excited.
1: <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, Jade, let me ask you this. What is your advice for parents who are trying to get their children into, in, into putting the electronics down and sitting down at the table and uh, spending that quality family time uh, at the tabletop? Uh, wh- what advice would you give to those parents to help them uh, introduce that into their homes?
0: Definitely make it fun. I think some, some- adults take gaming too seriously um but also pay attention to the themes that they enjoy uh you know audrey very much is she likes princesses but she also like she's i'm introducing her to star wars so she she likes you know space she likes tomboy things and you know so i look for the themes that i know she'll that will grab her attention um so I, you know, magic and fantasy are definitely things that I look for. If, you know, they're interested in some other type of theme, especially video games, look at their video games. Are, are they puzzle type games? Are they combat games? Find things that kind of match the style of things that they're already interested in. Because um, if, if they're not interested in the, the theme or the type of gameplay, they're not going to stay... Gaming isn't going to grab their interest at all. Kids are fickle, so you have to get them quick.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and I agree with the the video game aspect. My youngest loves uh, Fortnite, which is uh, you know a, a online shoot 'em up game sensation. But he, uh, his brother, loves Monopoly, and they saw a Fortnite themed Monopoly in the store. And I was so surprised because the youngest didn't want, uh, didn't have the patience to sit down and play board games. But soon as it was a theme that he was excited about, not only did he want us to get it, um, but soon as we got it, he wanted to play it. Um, And of course, you know, uh, with, with games that uh, introduce those kind of franchises or themes, they put a little bit of the, of something from the franchise into it. And uh, he really, really enjoyed it. He unplugged, he wasn't playing the video games, and he was sitting down at the table playing a board game with us because he was interested in it.
0: And that's, yeah. I think another really good way to avoid investing too much money, but maybe have an outing with your family is to see if you have a board game cafe near you then you play a pay a flat rate. You can go for a while and browse their library and explore things. And you don't feel bad if you just it's not hitting. Let's pack it up, grab another game. Um, honestly, I think that's a really good way to figure out what style of game interests your kids or your family um, would be to utilize. If you have a board game, the so yeah, board game cafes are a really great way to kind of open up and without investing a whole lot of money and it feels like an outing with your family. You're not at home, you know, you're maybe tricking them into have having fun while you're out and well now we know you like this game, but not that game. Or um, So it's kind of a two for one. You get to get out of the house, you get to explore some games and figure out where your kids or your family sits on certain types of games.
1: Absolutely. Now we're very fortunate uh, here in central Florida, we have, it's really a tavern. Um, It's called Cloak and Blasters. And it is on the bottom level. It is a, a gamer cafe, but it's also a bar and a restaurant. And then on the top level, they have a sci-fi theme and it's uh, video games and couches and console games, things like that. Um, But What's nice is as long as you're eating, as long as you're drinking, uh, you uh, can take the board games out of the board game library, and they have brand new games. Um, Kings of Tokyo was one of the ones we played. Smash Up was just a kind of a card game we played that, um, and we got to try those things, and we got to say, hey, this is this is neat. This is you know, is this something we could play together as a family? you know, a couple of times a month or uh, every couple of months. And so it it allowed us to do that. The other thing was there are some game stores that do that. Now we have on the West Coast of Florida, we have a Cool Stuff, Inc. Mm -hmm. uh, store and they have a huge gaming area, mostly for your magic tournaments, uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, things like that. But on top of that, they also have a board game section uh, where you can get these brand new uh, board games right off the shelf and try them out. We've played things like the dark crystal board game there. Um, We tried some star Wars Legion, things like that. So we were able to try those out. Um, So uh, board game cafes, uh, your, your local gaming stores, all of those are great, great options. Yeah. Well, Jade, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, thank you for sharing your love for board games with us. We can't wait to hear, um, about, uh, dames and games and, uh, what RPG you guys settle on and, and how that, uh, and how that, uh, helps the show. So uh, thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me.